Today's episode of Birds All Day is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome back to Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service, and we're here talking about uh, your Toronto Blue Jays and baseball-related things during a time when there is not any baseball. Today, Thursday, when we're recording, would have been opening day. We would have been uh, live at the rec room in Toronto talking about opening day when the Blue Jays played uh, whoever it was they were supposed to play. I don't even remember now. Was it Boston? But anyway, it was Boston, but that's not happening uh, right now, we're watching classic games or pl- classic games or, or quasi-classic games being shown here, there, and everywhere. So we're going to make the most of it. Um, and there's no one who's better at making the most of every situation. Um, and he joins me as he always does. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. All things considered. Though, all things know. considered. <laughs> That's a lot worse. of things at the moment. It could always it be worth, worse, and uh, it has not yet reached the point where it is at its worst. But enough of that. I'm excited about today today's show. Um, there are some baseballish things to talk about, sort of. Um, there are, pol- you know, the one thing that people love talking about baseball—that's uh, policies and procedures. There's a lot of that. There's some transactions. A little bit. A little bit. Quasi transactions. They are transaction shaped activities. But what we're going to do before we do that, I think we should talk to an expert. I think we should go across the ocean. And we're going to talk to Daniel Kim of DKTV, who does lots of stuff baseball related in Korean. He is in Seoul. He was earlier this month in Dunedin chatting and and learning and covering uh, Hyunjin Ryu. So why don't we... Stoughton, talk to him about all of the craziness and how this is affecting Ryu and what and what we can uh, learn about how Ryu is covered and all that good stuff. Why don't we talk to him? And then we'll come back. Does that sound good to you? I think that sounds delightful. The magic of uh, the magic of of, of of a producer, as it were. The magic of non-linear uh, time. Smooth transition. I think it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. I th- I'm sure that it will be wonderful, and I think we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. All right, so as we mentioned before, it is our pleasure at this time to be joined all the way from Seoul, Korea. Daniel Kim of DKTV and a million other outlets is here, and he's going to talk to us about Hyunjin Ryu and so much more. Daniel, thank you for taking the time to join us. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. It's my pleasure, and uh, good morning uh, to you, and good evening to us. But uh, uh, obviously, it is a—it would be so much more fun if we were talking about you today ahead of uh, Hyunjin Ryu's opening day start for the Toronto Blue Jays. But of course, that is 
not happening. So I know that you were in Dunedin uh, this spring. So what, and I know I saw you tweeting earlier today about some like recent developments or just kind of basically that, that uh, Ryu's stuck in limbo. Why don't you kind of bring us up to speed on the latest and what's going on uh, with him here in uh, late March? Right. Uh, as you guys probably heard, uh, Shun Yamaguchi went back to Japan. I think he's home mm-hmm. with his family right now. So I kind of wanted to know where Hyunjin stood in terms of where he was and where he will be for the next couple of weeks. And I checked with his trainer and he basically told me that uh, their plan for now is to stay in Dunedin until mid-May. And the hope is that some uh, hope is that something uh, a, a spring training or something can be restarted by then so that he could just stay in Dunedin for the rest of the way before the season starts but uh, as you guys probably know uh, things might not get started then so I think they're going to reassess the situation in mid-May but as of right now he's staying in Dunedin not going anywhere he's with his wife who is uh, pregnant as well so um, as of right now, he's 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 kind of stuck, I guess. And he's not. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a weird si- uh, situation because obviously he's not really uh, he's stuck because he can't go anywhere, right? I, I'm not sure if they're if they've lifted uh, travel bans in uh, in Korea, but definitely in the U.S. and Canada, there's not really anywhere for him to go. Right. Um, I think one choice that he could make is go back to California. I know mm-hmm. that he's his parents are over there right now. He's got a couple of houses over there, but like, what's the point of what's the point of going all the way over there? Uh, and if he, I guess, another uh, option is to come back to Korea, but uh, that's another like twenty-hour journey. And he's like I said, his wife is pregnant. I think uh, they're gonna give birth. Uh, she's gonna give birth in the states. Or mm-hmm. even in Canada, I'm not 100% sure what their plans are. So um, I guess if he was just a single guy, uh, well, if he was by himself, I think uh, his choices are a little bit more um, less stressful. But at this time, uh, he does have a family right now. And so I think uh, for now, staying put is the best uh, choice for him. I think that's what he decided for now. Uh, I wonder if you, if you were down there in, in Dunedin and Tampa and Clearwater uh, earlier this spring, maybe you can answer this question. Is he able to get any decent Korean food in Central Florida? Uh, de- decent? Well, there's uh, there are a couple of <laughs> Korean markets in Ta- oh, okay. uh, Tampa right. area, which I've personally visited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure if they're still open with the way things right. are right now. Mm-hmm. And I actually do have personally have my sister that lives in Tampa area. Dunedin and Tampa isn't that too far of a drive. Mm-hmm. So uh, assuming that they're still open, you could get uh, decent Korean, I guess, food and groceries done. Uh, but as you probably know, I spoke to my sister uh, a couple of hours ago and she told me that all the restaurants are closed. Mm. So maybe it's, I mean, it's not just Dunedin. It's not just Florida right now. It's all over the States. Right, so I'm sure that it's not really an ideal situation uh, for for Hyunjin, but that's just the case with with everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, absolutely. 
So, uh, I, I, you know, you've been following his career like like so many uh, different uh, Korean ball players. What do you think was the big difference um, with him last year? Obviously, it was kind of a career year. He really took off and really just pitched as well as as he's ever pitched. Uh, is there is there one thing that maybe you would you would say that you noticed that was kind of the a big key for him to really uh, take off and really uh, put together such a great season? I think everything just came together for Hyunjin last year. Uh, first and foremost, he was healthy. He was healthiest that he's ever been uh, in his career. Mm-hmm. So uh, health was a main factor. But after that, uh, a lot of the things that he worked on uh, for the last year and a half just came all together. Uh, whether it's developing new pitches and and taking a game preparation to another level, uh, those little things just added up and became and 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 the end result was one of the uh, best pitchers for a, uh, for a pitcher. Um, he's always been a good pitcher. Uh, I think when he first first couple of years with the Dodgers, he was a pretty dependable number three type starter. Mm-hmm. But as you guys probably saw uh, know this from last year, he became like number one type of a pitcher. And I think that's be- uh, due to the fact that he matured as a, uh, a pitcher, meaning that um, I think uh, about a year and a half ago, Rick Honeycutt, who was uh, Hyunjin's pitching coach with the Dodgers for the last seven seasons, he basically challenged him to do the, all the scouting work himself instead of being handed over you know, scouting reports from analytics department. He actually studied opposing hitters, opposing uh, 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 um, the other team's uh, batters and stuff. So I think uh, he kind of he owned up to his game preparation. So I think that was a huge difference. And uh, he also added a couple of pitches. He started throwing two-seam fastball which gave him, which became a huge weapon against left-handed batters. If you look at Hyunjin's numbers from 2013 and 2014, when he won 14 games, uh, left-handed batters were hitting, you know, batting average was really, really high. He was really good against right-handed batters, so I think he solved that problem as well last year. He also developed a cutter, which helped him expand um, east and west in terms of the strike zone, so... A lot of things just came together for Hyunjin last year. Uh, that's awesome. It's uh, you know it's always good to see that those kind of two things come together, right? The process as well as the uh, the health. It's such a uh, easily overlooked uh, ability or the easy easy uh, easily overlooked uh, factor. I really think. Um, getting back to uh, to your experience in uh, in Dunedin, uh, you know, this is the first time that I can remember that the Blue Jays have had like a like a big um, like international player, the kind of guy that has um, like the huge media uh, horde uh, that are all you know tra- playing his starts live in the you know six o'clock in the morning back home. Um, you know what what do you think that uh, how could you help some Blue Jays fans maybe understand? what it's like in terms of like just how how he's received and how he's covered um in in Korea uh compared to you know maybe what they're used to well Hyunjin's a um superstar uh but not just a sports figure he's just a name out there in Korea mm-hmm. you don't have to be a baseball fan or a sports fan to know who he is and just the type of the season that he had last year became a pride of Korea uh, a lot of Koreans uh 
city, uh, people were uh, Korean um, fan base was really excited about the season that he had. And um, as you guys probably know, uh, things were somewhat unsettling in Korea last year uh, politically, and there were lots of issues uh, with North Korea and all that stuff. But when he came to Hyunjin, people just came together, and his uh, season just kept on going on and on and on and on. Uh, there was a little bit of a slump, a hiccup in the month of August, but Overall, he just kept at it, and he started the All Star game. And there were just, um, Korea as a nation had a tough year last year, but uh, he kept everyone's uh, spirits up with his performance. So he, I've said many, many times that he's the uh, Korean version of Wayne Gretzky, but <laughs> I think uh, that would be the only way to kind of yeah. you know, help you guys understand. That's uh, that's weird. So, so I mean, for someone like yourself, uh, you know, is it's a, does it re- involve a shift in coverage? I mean, obviously, there's a, so many so much media that's based in LA. Are are we going to see you know a lot of full time Korean uh, you know uh, media in Toronto and you know Korean uh, baseball people who cover Korean baseball kind of joining the Toronto chapter of the Baseball Writers Association? Well, that was the original plan, but with this COVID-19 mm. situation, I don't know how everyone's going to um, react to it and what kind of plans that they're going to have. But mm. I personally was going to be in Toronto quite a bit this year. That was my original plan. And in fact, uh, if the schedule had been kept as it was before, you know, I was supposed to cover, I was, I was supposed to be in, I'm supposed to be in Toronto right now to cover the opening day and all the fun stuff. But now with all this, I don't know how what everyone's thinking. Uh, I think that um, I think some uh, I spoke to a couple of reporters that were planning to be in Toronto for a good part of the year, but they're just switching plans right now. Um, they're all scaling back. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, if everything goes well, maybe from the mid season, probably like in the summer, assuming that you know season gets started in a decent uh, time then we could all be back. But right now, it's hard for us to kind of predict what's going to happen in the future, including my schedule and and, and my plan. So hopefully, um, a lot of us could be back in Toronto sometime soon. Uh, well, we, we don't know what's going to happen, but we we are able to see what's happening happening uh, there in Korea and the way that KB, the KBO is sort of responding. And it looks like you know, kind of getting uh, the season started now. You know, there we've you've shared some pictures from the my KBO from from uh, Dan Kurtz of the uh, you know interest squad games going. Uh, you know, players playing in in masks and photos of uh, the stadium being disinfected. Uh, what's the what's the process been like? And uh, you know, is is it is it a fact that they're they're going to play these games in front of no fans, or what? What's the sense of uh, how that season is going to unravel or unfold? I should say. Well, they're having some intra-squad games, but to be honest with you, I think we're still far from actually having real games with real mm-hmm. fans in the stands. Um, I think uh, we're still at least a month away from a regular, like, you know, normal baseball atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Korea has uh, kind of, you know, to control over the curve, but still, they're, uh, it's, we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, a lot of the 
big, large gatherings are not allowed, uh, and there are far less people on the streets. So I know that there are some practice games here and there. You know, guys are trying to stay in shape and trying to stay focused. But in terms of regular season, regular normal baseball, I don't foresee that happening anytime soon, to be honest with you. Um, I think uh, KBO, uh, Commissioner's Office, hasn't issued any real statements as to what their plans are. But I think, uh, you know, we're in the... I, we've we've kind of taken a step forward but we're not anywhere close to having a, a start of the season that's just my personal opinion and uh, just because the games are being played we seem closer but we're still I think far off from the start of the season to be honest with you so I, I guess that that is that does kind of relate to obviously what's going on here things here and, and in the United States in particular are still um uh, that the curve has not been flattened or planked quite yet. Uh, uh, what was your experience? Again, this isn't as much about baseball. I'm just kind of interested. Uh, you know, your your journey getting home from Florida uh, back to Seoul. I mean, was was it uh, slower than normal? Was it you know was it, was the flight you know physically distancing physical distancing on the flight? What was your experience like going home in the middle of all this? Well, the the toughest part was uh, finding flights. And finding mm. seats because uh, I flew in. My flight back was with Delta, and they had canceled a lot of their flights, obviously, um, to Korea. And I had mm. to make a connection in Detroit. And getting to Detroit wasn't an issue, but once I got to Detroit, um, I could sense that um, you know the airport was really empty. I've never, I've made connections in Detroit several times and it was almost like a ghost town. Nobody was there. Uh, so that was very strange. And once I got on uh, the flight, it was, you know, 14-hour flight and I landed and we had to go through some extra uh, testing just to make sure that uh, we were healthy. And they made us uh, download this app where they could track us where we are and uh, we're supposed to uh, open the app every day, at least once a day, and report our temperature and all the uh, all the all the you know health related information. And if, and if we don't do that, they're gonna I guess show up in our apartment or our houses and <laughs> wow. take us away. I don't know what the exact procedure is, but I've been following that. So unless you don't, you have to download the app in order to in order in order for them to get you back you into the country so and once i got here um it was uh very quiet but i think that people are kind of starting to like go out a little bit um mm -hmm. it wasn't like a ghost town but still everybody on the street they're wearing masks mm -hmm. uh there are definitely less people but um you know shopping malls are kind of you know opening up and stuff but i think um People understand that this is we're in this for a long, long uh, run. I guess uh, it's gonna take a while before um, we get back our normal lives back. Amazing! That's uh, that's something that everybody around here has uh, better better get used to. Uh, Daniel, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Really appreciate you coming on and uh, and really enlightening us and, and letting us know. Uh, why you know you're you're still going to be doing your work and you're still going to be uh, tracking the season. Where can the people um, find your work? 
Well, um, you could follow me on social media. Uh, Twitter handle is Daniel Kim W, and I also have a YouTube channel, but that's all in Korean right now. But I'm actually preparing a, a whole new different channel in English. Um, but a lot of my contents have been in Korean, so I don't know what to tell you guys. But um, <laughs> now that you know Hyunjin's back, uh, Hyunjin's uh, starting a whole new career with the Jays. I'm planning on, you know, kind of working on new contents and. Um, you know, hopefully the season starts so that we all could have a lot more to talk about other than talking about masks and being away from people. But thanks for having me on, by the way. Well, it's our pleasure. Again, be well, be safe, and uh, and hopefully we'll be talking about baseball again no time uh, in no time soon. Looking forward to it, guys. All right, Daniel Kim of uh, <laughs> yeah, DKTV. Thank you so much, <laughs> okay, Kim. good. Thanks a lot. Tournaments have been canceled, leagues are suspended. There hasn't been a live game on TV in what feels like a year, even though it's barely been more than a week. There's no better reminder of how important sports are to our lives than to take them away completely. But The Athletic is still home to 400 of the best sports writers out there, and in these very strange, very uncertain times, they are still hard at work doing excellent reporting and telling unique, engaging, informative stories. Like one about Brazilian soccer legend Ronaldinho being in a Paraguayan jail right now, or how the situation between Todd Gurley and the Rams was beyond repair, or how minor league baseball players are getting financial support from their big league counterparts, or your favorite writer talking about the best and worst teams in the history of your favorite club. It's during times like this that The Athletic can help keep you connected to the teams, the athletes, and the sports you love. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash birds all day, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us to sports, those don't go away. So go to theathletic.com slash birds all day for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. All right, so that was awesome. Thanks so much to Daniel. As he mentioned, follow him on Twitter. You can check it out on YouTube if you want to brush up on your Korean. Uh, but it sounds like he's got some new big plans to launch a new channel. And uh, we really appreciate him talking, taking the time to talk about not only uh, Hyunjin Ryu, but also his own experiences living on the other side of a more flattened curve there uh, as it relates to COVID-19. So uh, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was really, you know, well, he's great and knows his stuff. And then obviously the, the world being what it is and him being where he is, that was fascinating. I mean, uh, let's, we got to get the, we got to get this app going. I feel yeah, we're, the, behind, we, uh, we're behind, we're behind a little bit you wanna, you <laughs> on the <laughs> app. I'm, I'm a little more worried about, uh, the 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 disparate network of like barely connected health systems in the country south of us uh than our country but uh uh yeah that app sounds like a good idea maybe not the like the like i don't know they just come to your house and take you away aspect of it but but at this point fair enough get on you know get get behaving properly do do the things that we need to do it it at this point, what all I'll say about it, and I, I, I'm always hoping when when we've since we we've, we've resumed doing these in this way, I, I I'm always hopeful that we could try to make it like a like a respite from from that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all Absolutely. we need to really help people get their act together because the one thing that I see in my work is the is people calling crying out for a snitch line. They need somewhere to tattle on people, which is 
Like it's easy for me to be to like roll my eyes when they're in my mentions, being like, "There's people playing soccer in Credit View," um, but also like, "Don't <laughs> go and play soccer at the park. Like, stay home. Yeah. You gotta stay home." So, so that's um, you, you know, we need to take a bit. There needs to be a bit more uh, personal responsibility uh, from the from those, which I assume is not anyone who's listening to this show. They all know better, but uh, we just gotta hope that that everyone can can pull their weight and recognize that. It sucks and it's boring, and I really feel like there's it's a multi layered thing, and and the young people are going to get a lot of shit for it, but it's like also people who are young and like live with their parents uh, because they can't afford to live anywhere else are also kind of stuck. Or if you come back from university, it would really suck to be trapped at your parents' house when you're like 21 years old. You don't have a, a job or anything like that, but you got nowhere to go. That would kill me. But it's you gotta you gotta if you're young if you're old do the right thing. But anyway, let's move to, as I mentioned, policies, policies and procedures. Uh, it has not yet been officially officially announced, but it looks as though the league and the players have struck a deal um, in terms of how they're going to make this work when the season finally does uh, get underway uh, in terms of service time, in terms of free agency, um, I don't know if you've had a lot of opportunity to dig into this or look much at it, but um, there's some interesting wrinkles, I think, that uh, that just are presented by the potential of a lost season or the potential of a shortened season um, for, you know, in terms of long-term deals and short-term deals and service time. It could uh, it could get real messy. Yeah, no, absolutely true. Uh, I I must admit I've been kind of like uh, I'm not ready to reckon with the uh, the the like preparedness for the season not even happening kind of mm-hmm. stuff even though you know that is a thing that we ought to be at some point reckoning with and may be forced to reckon with at some point. Um, but yeah, no, it's I don't know if there was a way to do it more perfectly. This is certainly you know the things you're hearing are are, are imperfect at best. Um, and yeah, it could get messy. It's definitely, it's added a degree of difficulty to, uh, uh, you know, to those, 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 um, bright front offices, uh, and their jobs, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's the, the like the, it, 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 there has nothing, uh, there's nothing about it, even though I think like the draft stuff in particular, uh, kind of stupid. I don't get why it has to be you know, way shortened Mm -hmm. uh, and then everyone gets, becomes a free agent. I'm not really sure what that's all about, but uh, uh, there's nothing that made me angry. Nothing that made me want to like react as though there weren't more important things going on, such as, as anyone saw my Twitter on, on Thursday, uh, a five-year-old replay of a baseball game. (laughs) I, uh, so I am finding this, just the idea and like bouncing the ideas around and playing with these scenarios or or hypotheticals to be more um i i find i'd rather put my mind into that than to what to think about what it will or might mean should there be no season because i mm-hmm. i posted about that on twitter today about what i think how i think that's going to happen and i I would be surprised if they do play, but just that this is this for me is the right kind of distraction right at this time. 
Um, one thing I saw was that, and I think Ben Nicholson Smith was tweeting about this, about this, which is to say that players like uh, Hyunjin Ryu and and uh, Garrett Cole, anyone, if you have if you're on a long term contract, it's not going to like the year, that one year, the first year of that contract is 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 gone, and the player will have you know then be able to reach free agency as as scheduled. They they are not going to mm-hmm. push it back by a year, but it also means that. Players like you know Marcus Stroman and Mookie Betts and Trevor Bauer, JT Real Muto, those, those guys. This is what uh, Jeff Passman was saying. There's like they will be free agents if they don't. If there's no season, they they will get that service time and then be moved on to um, to free agency. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, a real backwards way for the Red Sox to win that uh, that trade. But uh, you know, <laughs> but but. What else can you do? I guess you can not make them free agents, but that is uh, that is ideal as well. That would just open up such a like an ugly. I, I can't imagine how that how that could ever work, right? That's just mm, such a yeah. such a. I don't know who 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 makes that decision. Who wants to be the one to say like, no, this is how this is going to be, because that's just opening up such a a can. Uh, although, yeah, the, the idea of the Dodgers trading for Mookie Betts only to have him never play for them, that um, sucks. But a lot of things suck right now. Yeah. So well, that's I mean, that's what you do when you when you put in. I mean, it, it, you know, in the abstract, we, you know, it, it, he could have just been, you could you could pretend that he just got hurt. And that could have just as easily have happened, you know, when uh when it's all when you make a move like that about one year of one player there's inherent risk even though you know might not have seen this one coming uh it, it uh I, I think they just have to wear it i think there's really no other way and uh it's kind of funny really there are lots of other owners and general managers in baseball who are pointing to the dodgers being like see the lesson here never try yeah, don't try to win it only comes back to bite you. Uh, speaking of coming back to bite you, so yeah, so that's just something to keep your eye on as the details come out, as people smarter than us um, kind of wade through the details and pick it out. I know, I know that you know the kind of prospect types and people who have their um, their uh, finger on the pulse more of the kind of labor relations side. There was a lot that they seemed to dislike about the nature of the deal, especially when it comes to the draft and just how players not yet in the union seem to get a really bub deal but uh you know i i can't i I haven't spent a lot of time with that obviously so i'm going to uh reserve judgment and you know when some guys are like ah jeff passon's like it's a good deal it's a good (laughs) not that not not that he's a stooge i would never go as far as to say that no no but i think that uh just that he's um talk just talk about the fact that they just set it aside and like got a deal done it could have gotten ugly. They could have been in for a protracted fight, but uh, but we'll see. It's good to have this this here now as the situation continues to evolve, uh, because nobody knows when um, baseball will be back. We will all have to uh, and, and, wait and, and see. The 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 protract the the you know their ability to uh, avoid a protracted fight, uh, obviously uh, exceptional circumstances, but. And maybe this was part of their calculation, but it, you know, it, it gives you a little bit of a hope, maybe, that they can get together and avoid the the next protract potential protracted fight, which is you know when the CBA expires, 
which at that point, you know, there, there, there may be more incentive for them not to, you know, lose two seasons out of four or whatever, uh, whatever the scenario could be. True. We eventually get back to that time, but, uh, but the, the, that the, you know, whatever you think about the deal, the fact that the they, you know, used this time to get together, found common ground that they could all agree to and feel good about. Uh, hopefully, that means that there's, you know, there's going to be a way to do that on all the other intractable problems that are related to, you know, their their business model, uh, which I think is going to be a trickier one. Um, but this was, I mean, this has to be tricky. I mean, you, you know, who wants to tell the Dodgers like, yeah, sorry, guys. Buyer Have beware, buddy. As, as, I, as I believe, yeah, as I believe the Jays were told once by uh, Mr. Seelig. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like, uh, Mike Sorotka. Oh, the old David Wells trade that rears its ugly head. Yeah. Um, while, while, um, you know, it is good to, to acknowledge that they came together and did the right thing. Also worth noting that one element of the, the apparent deal that has not yet been ratified or finalized, whatever word you want to use, uh, they announced a roster freeze as part of it. No more transactions, no trades, no signings, no demotions and, uh, or promotions, so a lot of teams did what the Blue Jays did today, and that's get a couple bit of uh, roster uh, shuffling taken care of. The Blue Jays announced that uh, Santiago Espinal, Thomas Pannon, and Jacob Wagesback have been optioned to AAA. So they're not accruing that service time right now. Uh, there's a lot of these, a lot of these kind of, you know, guys on the fringes are in the minor leagues, and they probably would have been there anyway, but. I wonder if that, uh, I guess the rat writing's been on the wall for these guys. Just a transaction. I mean, Wagusback's the one who I, you know, would have, would have the most problem with it because he was in the big leagues for a lot of last year and at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Though I don't think anybody thought that, uh, you know, he's kind of like the, God love him. The the, it, it somehow worked all right, but it turns out the guy, the undrafted free agent that we got for two months of Jay Happ. Uh, not a guy we're building our rotation around, I think, is sort of where, where they're at. It's just anything that he gives them is gravy, and he obviously uh, was very intentionally uh, passed on the depth chart by the acquisitions of this uh, of this past winter. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, they had to do the Joe Panic thing, right? Because they were there were guys on minor league deals who needed to uh, who had like opt out dates and that kind of stuff had to be cleared up. I don't, you know, I. You know, I'm, as easy as it is to criticize major league teams for money things of all of all shapes and sizes, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's I don't think that's a spot there. Though, like I say, Wagusback might have a, uh, you know, might have a legitimate uh, grudge about that. Yeah, it's it's uh you know you feel for him as you said he did spend a lot of time in the big league roster last year and he did. Um sometimes looked apart and sometimes cheated around in a way that made him look like he looked apart. Uh, but there's just a, this pretty stiff competition for that job. And even though in my mind, I'm like, maybe he will be the new Marco Estrada. Uh, that's what I've started to tell myself in my, <laughs> in my fits of cabin yeah. fever and, uh, and, and the shut in uh, blues. But uh, I'm trying to tell myself maybe that that, uh, that's what he could be. But you know, that guy that, um, 
that sort of swing man, sixth, seventh starter. Um, there is a lot of competition for that. And there are guys who probably need to be on the roster, you know, like, like Shun Yamaguchi, who's, who came up uh, earlier with, uh, with Daniel. But uh, yeah, it's too bad. People, one thing uh, unrelated, but people really seem like they have this Santiago Espinal, like in high, um, like they seem to like him. I don't, I don't know anything about yeah. him. I just know that he like hung out with Marcus <laughs> Stroman. That's like their friends. That's all the only thing I know about him. He showed up on Marcus Stroman's Instagram is they... what I'm saying there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's that sort of like coming from media. Like I think people are, you know, people will, who are around the team will say that like the Jays like him and the team likes him, and that he, you know, he he doesn't have great stats, but he's a, a, a they love their versatility and he hits the ball hard, and we know they love that as well. They 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 seem to do okay in terms of you know infielders. It's just that other position, you know, back farther afield. That, uh, that that has uh, tripped the Blue Jays up, but yeah, I I I think that you know he's just if Pat Tabler would hear, he'd, he'd just be like he's just a ball player. You look at him, you're like that's a ball player. <laughs> some some other some other yarn, some other uh, pearl of wisdom. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, probably more probably probably more liked uh, for like. You know, roster construction reasons and stuff. It's like, oh, he's a he's a guy who you can stick on your bench and will give you good at bats. And I don't think anybody, you know, at the Blue Jays level at least, thinks like, oh, he's going to one day be an everyday player for this team. I mean, I think there's maybe still a chance of that, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of talk about him. And he he had a nice little spring too. Like he he looks the part. He looks like a ball player. When I see him, I just think that's a ball player. A lot of a lot of illusions, a lot of a lot of mystery men. The big strong hands, big, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big strong hands, and then yeah, Thomas Pannone. We'll get back to more birds all day, but first, the Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit or a tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible, unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. What I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it out one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off code JAYS. That's theblacktux.com code JAYS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. Something else we could talk about, I guess, is uh, not related to the Blue Jays. Did we talked about this last year. Chris Sale needs... needs Tommy John? No, he had not. Been, he had not gone under the knife as yet. And Noah Syndergaard well, still, but needs Tommy John. Yeah, uh, which is messed up. 
because those are two great, well, great stars of the game, you know, in their ways that are delightful to watch. And now they will be injured for a long time. Also, well, setting aside the whole like, how you got time for a Tommy John surgery in the midst of uh, all this other shit going on? But maybe a debate for another day. Yeah, not sure. Elective surgeries are really uh, are, are really the the thing you should be doing at this time. Yeah, but. Uh, I also, you know, I don't think Doctor Neil Attaché case is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to disparage the man, but I don't know. If, I don't know if he's out there on the front lines. You know, he's at his, he's at his baseball arm clinic or whatever. Probably. Yeah, no, he's not. Presumably, costs costs a lot of money to uh, to deal with. So, um, maybe he is. I don't want to. You know, you know, he's not wearing a garbage bag and any, uh, of the, any of the fine the fine healthcare workers. Yeah, oh God. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that this is. I mean, I, you don't want to read too much into it, but obviously, a lot of guys pitch through arm pain and arm troubles and uh, and and ligaments that are hanging by a thread and and sort of get by uh, because you don't want to have to go and miss a whole year and then have you know your next six months be not quite yourself. But were there ever a time to do it? You know, you kind of – it's kind of ghoulish. You're like hedging on there not being a season. Um, True, but yeah, no, that, that's a good point. But, I wonder if maybe you but, see, but at yeah. the, But at this – yeah, at this time for those guys, I you know, I'm sure that the – you know, we've people have talked about Chris Sale's arm forever. Uh, Syndergaard throwing, throwing, throwing very hard, very, you know, the violent act of throwing a baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it – it fucks your shit up, so it's not surprising that guys need it. And, and as weird as it is, yeah, I don't know. Kind of not surprised that it's that we've seen a few of these happen. You're right. No, no one is immune. Um, Blue Jays fans, obviously, especially, will remember the way that the Blue Jays treated Noah Syndergaard when he was in their minor league system, which is that he was part of that cohort of you know, it was him and and Aaron Sanchez and uh, Anthony Discofani and uh, Justin Nicolino. Who they were piggybacking them. They were that that was a big deal mm-hmm. then, where they would only pitch three inning outings, and they would each of them would start like a game. To, they would two of them would start the game together. You know, Syndergaard would go three, and then Nicolina would come in behind for his three innings or whatever. And it was all in the in the interest of of protecting their arms. And it's not to say that it didn't work, because that was what 2012 when they were doing that, and here we are in 2020, and finally uh, Noah Syndergaard has has you know broken or is requiring the surgery after throwing 100 Aaron, miles an hour. Aaron Sanchez as well. Does he need Tommy John? Well, right? Doesn't need Tommy John, but he is he is quite broken. He is. He's had injuries. Uh, the shoulder is going to keep him out the whole year. Yeah. Apparently. And Disco Fanny, I believe, had uh, had uh, had Tommy John as well, I think. And uh, Justin Nicolino. But you can also take any three pitchers for Dwight but that's like, just in it. the minors in 2012, and you'd probably find that as well. It's like, oh, they all had catastrophic injuries at some point. There's no magic uh, there's no fix for it. There, there's no fix for taking the human body in, in its physiological form and like pushing it and stretching it to its absolute limits. And Chris Sale, you know, that stupid Sports Illustrated article where they were like, well, oh. everybody knew there was a risk. It's like he is, I, I don't, I'm, I, it's too early and I don't know that he'll ever quite get there in terms of being a Hall of Fame pitcher, but he, Chris Sale has been the best pitcher in baseball. He has won the Cy Young. He's won the fucking World Series. What else do you want? He's thrown more innings than anyone in like <laughs> yeah. the last nine years. 
like to point at him and give it some I told you so baloney. Oh my god, made me so mad to read that. Like if yeah. and and like you could maybe be mad about the Red Sox, maybe mad. No, you don't be mad, but people would be like, "Oh, you didn't they didn't need to sign into that big crazy deal." And it's like he's Chris Sale. Like he won you the yeah. World Series. He he was on the mound. Chris Sale, the starter, was the through the last pitch of the 2018 World Series because they were using him as a reliever, which Maybe you want to point to why he broke. Maybe it was that shit. But nonetheless, you never know. Yeah. You well, never, that, yeah. ever, ever know. And especially if you have a max okay. effort guy who throws <laughs> 96, 97, 98, 100. You know, Chris Sale still was, before he got hurt, was getting it up there to 90. He threw 97 all the time. Like it was nothing. He would just yeah. reach back for it, which is so crazy to think about. Your bones in your elbow are really small. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's it sucks for baseball. Um, another one of those things that just uh, I don't know. It sucks for it doesn't. Well, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Period. End of story. Whether or not the Blue Jays would take it, like the, the no Syndergaard had nothing to do with that. Other than you can now say you can obviously say the Blue Jays won the won that trade. The Blue Jays won the R.A. Dickey trade because uh, no Syndergaard in twenty twenty needs uh, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Okay, uh, I feel the moment has passed to bait you into <laughs> into shitting on Verducci some more, but th- that was that was appalling, and just clearly a man who you know maybe maybe has let the last like ten years of how people think about the game, you know, the people who are covering and in the game and talking about the game think about it, you know, maybe let it pass him by a little bit. I mean, that's it was it was a very it was a very like 2010 through 2008 kind of a stance out there looking at like, oh, Vernon Wells, worst contract in baseball. It's like that guy got paid fucking right. Vernon. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, it's wrong true. To, you know. I also think that the piece itself wasn't very – my, my bigger issue is it isn't, isn't – I, I can't say or I don't know that I'll say if, if, if Tom Verducci is like – lost in the wilderness and, and just kind of like mumbling you know I, I get that you have an if you're going to take an angle like this is the angle that we're going with we're saying that this was a this was a mistake this was a risk yeah it's obviously a risk he's a pitcher he throws hard but i just didn't find it very thoughtful which is like a bit of a letdown because it's mm-hmm. not whether or not you agree with everything that tom verducci says he, he also is one of the best recognized sports writers or baseball writers around for a reason i just was like just disappointed because it a it wasn't good and b it was just like it just didn't it wasn't working too hard to like to tell the story of his bullshit take. So I don't know, a little bit of a mm-hmm. letdown. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Blue Jays, another Blue Jay connection yeah. to yeah. not that Chris Sale is connected to the Blue Jays, but uh, uh, Tyler Beatty needs Tommy John as well. Young Beatty, young Beatty. I mean, he's gonna have he's got time. He's got time finally to get that album going. Bars him and Damon <laughs> Damian Lillard just uh, all winter long. <laughs> Just bars for days. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else? What else is going on? Anything else to talk about? Anything else to write about? Uh, yeah, not a, well, not a ton. I mean, I, I've I've got some stuff in the hopper that's uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully Friday morning. I got a piece on the some of the worst Blue Jays of all time, which was which which I really, you know, I. I uh, those who listen know I never say this. I'm, I'm usually quite uh, quite ashamed of the things that I write. Uh, <laughs> but, but but this one I this one I was like, hey, that actually turned out kind of all right, and uh, uh, and I had fun doing it. It's just looking at uh, 
uh, I, I went with the like a, on a per game basis mm-hmm. looking at that because because the Blue Jays, you know, and this is such a stupid crutch that so many people have have fallen onto. And you know, we did we talked about and you know, we drafted our all time Blue Jays teams last week, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, what do you do when when life has thrown us the uh, the, the the proverbial curveball that it has mm-hmm. here, uh, you know, to keep it topical with baseball? But but you know, that's obviously the kind of stuff that's going on, and I, I will exhaust that avenue uh, at some point and hopefully move on to you know, I don't have to watch the the bat flip game every day of my life, though that was a delight mm-hmm. uh, here on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, everybody's sort of writing about best of stuff, and I thought I took a, I took a different angle to it, uh, mostly because you know the Blue Jays are kind of unique, you know, and I, I think I write this in the preamble, which is like, you know, the the Padres have Tony Gwynn, the 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 Bulls, the Chicago Bulls have Michael Jordan, you know, there are teams where there is no debate about who your greatest ever player is, but the Blue Jays are kind of unique in that. You know, they have Stephen Halliday, who are pitchers, and, and they're, you know, who even knows who to pick between them. And then they have so many other great stars. And, you know, Alomar and Donaldson were maybe, you know, the, the you know, Alomar's the Hall of Famer. Donaldson's maybe the most talented, you know, the and also the MVP, the one justifiable MVP, though the adjustments to, uh, uh, to, to DRS have sort of tarnished that perhaps a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wrote about that a bit this week. Um, but it's just how do you how do you measure their achievements as Blue Jays with you know compare them to Carlos Delgado who was here for much longer, Tony True. Fernandez who played much longer here, you know guys like that. It's, uh, so I uh, so you know so I'm like well what the fuck we'll just do it on like a per game you know do a War One Fifty kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then it got fun because you can fuck with the threshold and be like well what if we just extrapolate like like 150 game seasons out of any old asshole who like who had a hot two weeks uh, and so there's you know there it's just it, it turns into an exercise in remembering some guys which uh which for me is more entertaining than remembering all the guys everybody already remembers i i look forward to reading it i will say uh so if you didn't listen to last week's show we did exactly what Stoughton described where we sort of picked our we had a little mini draft and we went through and picked said like hey let's pick your uh, your all-time team which is again as you said was something that's sort of going around shout out to uh, views on the 6 which who tweeted at us and uh built a team using each player's single season best uh uh baseball mm, reference wins yeah. above replacement which we again we were doing it very off the off the cuff and um and sort of created like a like a like a best version in our head. Like, oh, if you just combine this guy uh, at his best. But so views on the six, there, his team, his or hers, I shouldn't say it's, it's a, a, a account without a gender, uh, is um, we got Roger Clemens and Ken Giles, Greg Zahn, Carlos Delgado, Aaron Hill uh, at second base, Kelly Gruber, Marco Scudero, bless, Joe Carter uh, in left, Lloyd Mosby in center, Jesse Barfield in right, and Adam Linda at DH. That is uh that's a good team. It's a real it's a real good team. We, yeah. I, it's a real good team. I purposely did not and I purposely didn't take Jesse Barfield. I betrayed my own self and, and made a mistake in not taking Barfield when I should have, but I took Sean Green instead. Um that's a big boost because Barfield has some big seasons by wins above replacement because of his defense and the you know the year he had forty home runs, which I think was eighty five. Uh Mosby was a bit of a, again just a really good all around player who put up a lot of good numbers. Uh, Scooter had like a five. Wasn't that a four or five win year? The one year, yeah, he had he had a ridiculous year. Of course, one year. the best of Delgado gives you a lot of good four. seasons. Zahn, uh again, a really good player, and then uh, 
Clemens is just like free wins, right? Like that's a huge uh, war year for him. So shout out to Views in the Six uh, for picking a team of guys that we had not selected. So pretty fun. Like, but like you said, we'll keep uh, you know as as the season, the start of the season gets further and further away, which is not fun. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. We'll yeah. keep digging into the old vault and look for some stuff, maybe some deep dives and stuff we can do. What I need to do is stop working so much so that I can take some time to do this. But uh, at the moment, yeah, yeah, be good at the you. moment, it has yeah. not. That is not in the realm of possibility. But uh, we're still having fun. We are having fun. Also, uh, I think that's it, right? You got anything else? That's good. We're going to keep our eye out for that piece. No, I think that. that- I think that's wonderful. I mean, we let uh, we let Daniel carry the show, so uh, so I think we're good. Never here. a bad idea. Um, <laughs> if you, we talked a lot about classic games. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, you may have seen that I've been doing this a little bit on Twitch, where I put the game on, and then I we just or we pick pick sections of the game. I'm not going to sit there for three fucking hours talking about some game that happened ten years ago. But uh, um, we I, on Twitch, I stream chunks of the game and just kind of talk and we have the chats going it's a lot of fun so if you go to twitch.tv slash drew groff you can find that there um whatever we did i did. yeah give, give drew give drew a follow twitch is good. they have these things on your phone now mm-hmm. uh notifications you can just turn on the notification it'll it'll let you know anytime anytime drew is uh is streaming on twitch and then it turns out you're already at your fucking house anyway, so you can just yeah, yeah. sit down and find it right there. So it's been fun, and we so I did the eight, 2016 wild card game. We did like the last. We started in the ninth, started in the ninth, and went through to the end, which was in the eleventh. Did the ninety two game six of the World Series, which was interesting from like a um, uh, sociological perspective. <laughs> uh, it was just like uh, man, that was uh-huh. a different time. Pat Tabler shout out was in there at, at one point in that game. And then we did uh, the last one I did was the um, what's it called uh, Marco Strada game five of the 2015 yeah, ALCS yeah. which was that was a bit longer we just kind of skipped through skipped some of the Blue Jays at bats watched uh, home run here and there but uh, it's been fun so hit me up if you want to see a particular game we've got some good options uh, t- almost every game is on YouTube these days uh, that's what MLB did to I guess save money probably is like let YouTube host all these old games <laughs> thousands and thousands yeah. of terabytes of baseball of HD baseball games from every team from for nine years but that's there um, and to keep your eyes peeled of course we've got a good one a special one planned and we just got to figure out some logistics on it, and then it's gonna we're gonna have some fun with that and oh, nice. uh, that you're involved in that, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get Brandon Morrow on the stream to talk. No, about I do want to get Stroman on though. That's one of my schemes. <laughs> my one of my schemes is to get Stroman on. Really? Um, Brandon Morrow feels, seems a little bit less likely, um, but you never know. This I don't know if you saw the other day it was the one year, three years, I guess, anniversary of the w, World Baseball Classic. And Strowman, so they they oh, put it on TV. It was incredible. And Strowman yeah. on Instagram was like yelling at the TV as he's pitching. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's he and he's like, well, these guys are professional athletes, so they have the recall. And he he remembered in one of the one of the the um the at bats that there was like a blown call. So he's like talking trash to Jose Reyes in the in, in on Instagram. And then also talking trash to the ump who had blown a call like two pitches before. <laughs> it was great fun. So I'm like, I gotta get Stroman on. But yeah, uh, Brandon Morrow, that'd be cool too. If, you, if anybody out there knows Brandon Morrow, get shoot, get him, uh, get a line in to Morrow for me, and we'll have him on the stream. Um, I'm sure he's playing Call of Duty Warzone or something. Actually, no, he's probably like writing the great American novel or uh, sitting at home crafting 
crafting ventilators yeah. in his free time. Okay. He's a smart dude. But anyway. Some, some, some Brandon Morrow fan fiction going on. A little on bit. A yeah. little bit. That's why, <laughs> why would today be I, any different? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm all I'm amused by the idea like Stroman Stroman was the MVP of that World Baseball Classic I, I I'm pretty sure he got a trophy I'm just curious in what proximity to him while he was doing that the trophy where he won it's like let it go man <laughs> do you see that fucking object over there on your shelf like, you won this game things worked out okay. it all turned out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true that's funny but that's the, that's how that's the fuel man you know you gotta have you have to take, <laughs> even if it means taking a chisel to your own collarbone you got to make sure you keep that that, that chip on your shoulder uh so yeah, that's fun <laughs> hook it up on twitch um at twitch.tv slash drew off and then yeah we'll we'll keep doing uh keep doing these uh hit us at that email i still can't remember the email the password but uh birds all day pod at gmail.com <laughs> hit us with some ideas questions whatever and we'll uh we'll get back to you i think that's it stoughton you're good he's good, good. He's, he's andrew stoughton i'm drew fairsource thanks to daniel kim thank you for listening to this edition of birds all day